probably never get a real sponsor because we fucking smoke weed within the first five minutes of every episode. But that's okay. Joey Diaz did it too. Someone will give us money. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 20 of the podcast. I'm really excited to hang out with you guys today. Um, and uh, thanks for watching. So today we're going to be looking at the Big Z collabs. I know last episode we had Big Z on. We hung out. We told stories and stuff like that. But today it's going to be a solo. And I'm going to put some time into actually talking about some of these builds I did. And, you know, some of the ups and downs with these and how complex and all the stuff I learned because... You know, I made my first flower tube here, so we'll talk about that. Well, first fully colored flower tube, and we'll talk about that. Um, I've had a lot of people hitting me up recently uh, asking when the next big drop's going to be because we haven't done a big drop since, like, Hetty Hawaii. Um, and it's because I've been just taking some time so I can, like, practice on my lathe and have some more time with my family because I work like an animal sometimes. And uh, you start to lose track of time, and then the weeks build up and the years build up, and you're like, shit. All I've been doing is working. So I'm trying to, this like past month and a half, I've been trying to spend some time on, you know, my new tools and spend some time with family. But I promise we do have some big drops coming up. We have scheduled drops. We just don't have like dates to announce yet. I just, because I haven't started them, I'll announce stuff when I start the drops. I just need a little bit more time to get caught up here at my house. Oh man, fall is coming guys. It feels so nice in Colorado today. It was like 61 this morning when I got up um, and got the kiddo ready to go to school. I gotta tell you, fall is my favorite time of year. I grew up in upstate New York and once fall starts hitting and the leaves start changing and then apple cider and apple picking and I don't know, I miss that stuff as a kid. I used to I grew up like basically on the edge of an apple farm and I hear I said apple. That's a real upstate New York thing. We go, eh. we go apple, you know, it's horrible. I try to get away from it. I've been practicing saying things differently lately. And that's one of them, but I couldn't catch myself that time. Um, but yeah, I miss spending all the time just like picking apples, going to the apple festival, which is a big festival we used to have where I'm from in Lafayette, New York. Oh, it's good times. So but yeah, fall feels good. The studio gets real comfy. Glass blowing is more comfortable. It's just, you know, cause in the summer, obviously it gets hot in the studio, especially with like, you know, the torch burning at almost 3000 degrees and then the kilns are all on at a thousand degrees. So it turns into kind of an oven in the studio. So fall is like one of the best times of year cause it's not too cold, not too hot, perfect for our type of work. And then honestly, it's perfect for most people's type of work. If you do physical labor, falls the shit. When I was a landscaper construction worker, Oh, I loved working in the fall. You get to wear your car hearts and your fucking flannels and just get comfy in your boots and you feel bulletproof. There's nothing like wearing full car heart with a flannel underneath. You feel like you're fucking bulletproof. All, any of you guys out there do construction know what I'm talking about. You feel extra thick. Um, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. This is where we're at already. This is awesome. So last episode was super fun with Big Z. Um, I learned a lot about him, even though I've I've been working with him for like over a year now. It's like you work with someone, but you don't always learn a lot about them. So it was really nice to just sit down and have like a real conversation with him. And man, did he do good or what, guys? I was so proud of him. He did so well. It's so weird when you ask someone to do a podcast. It's like, hey, you want to come sit in front of a camera and be vulnerable for an hour? And I'm not going to give you any money or anything. But uh, well, you want to do that? 
<laughs> so like the fact that Big Z was down to do it was like just him being a good friend and um still feels weird, you know, calling Big Z a friend. It's not because um of it's more just because like I still look at him to me He's like one of the glass gods and we we're I was actually in a live video last night talking about work with him and stuff. And cause I have a bunch of customers right now, well, not a bunch, but I have like six or seven people that have been waiting on pieces for over a month and they're just like so patient with me. And, um, and I'm sure some of them get frustrated, but they're nice enough to not tell me, but I'm getting those pieces done now that big Z pieces are all over. So I'm back. I'm going to get caught up and uh, take care of all those people that have been waiting. But I was telling them in a live video last night, I was like, yeah, like, when Big Z, like, he hits me up, like, once or twice a year, but, like, it's, like, when he hits you up, it's, like, a glass god is summoning you, and it's, like, I need your time, and you just say yes, because, like, I'm, I gotta tell him, I'm just, like, a little glass peasant, you know, I'm learning, I'm trying, and uh, then one of these guys, like, reaches their hand out to work with you, and you're, like, I gotta stop everything I'm doing and work with them, and, and then I'll get back to my other projects, so I'm grateful for all my supporters who fucking, you know, just are being patient and want to see me grow as an artist and do these projects. It's really cool. What am I smoking on today even? Some wedding cake? Yeah. I, like, honestly, that's like, since the first episode of the podcast, we've smoking a lot of wedding cake, but it's just always around, at least at the dispensary I go to. You know, they grow a lot of that wedding cake, and I just love the strain. It's, like, really good for the mornings, too, because it's it's obviously, like, really strong, but it's also has this, like, really, like, workable high where you're able to get stoned and comfortable but not so stoned where you're unable to function now obviously that's my opinion if someone else smoked this they might get unfunctionally high but for me this is the perfect remedy for the mornings just to get things going enjoy like a nice smooth creamy sweet like smoke with my coffee there's nothing better i had some crazy deja vu earlier it's weird it happens sometimes i get deja vu and then i get like a I'll get anxiety. I'm like, am I remembering something that happened or is this something that's going to happen or, or what? I always wonder what that is. I wonder sometimes if we, at least people like me that I do the same thing every day, seven days a week, I'm in the same studio. I wonder if I create my own deja vu. If I'm like experiencing deja vu because I'm like, Evan, you're always in the same place. You're always doing the same thing. You only have seven t-shirts. So you always have the same shirt on essentially in all your memories. So am I just walking out into my studio sometimes and having deja vu because I've been out here for seven years straight smoking weed? I don't know. Okay. Or <laughs> is deja vu like memories from like, you know, past lives or other lives, or maybe it's like a multi-dimensional memory. Like maybe there's like infinite Evans over other dimensions all having the same experiences and I'm just seeing different Evan's memories because we share a collective fucking consciousness. I don't know. But you see, this is what happens if you smoke too much weed. So be careful. Don't inhale. Um, I'll make you say weird stuff. But yeah, deja vu freaks me out all the time, though. It's one of those weird things that like we all like know about. There's like movies about it. People talk about it. But it's like, do we really do we really know what's going on there? Like I said, I think in my case, I'm the person that does the same thing frequently. So I'm pretty sure most of the time I'm just experiencing me feeling I'm standing maybe in this exact same position and I smell the exact same smell and the temperature is exactly the same and the light's coming through the window the same way and I have deja vu. Maybe that's because I'm always 
right there. But I don't know. Either way, still trips me out a little bit. Man, I made this fucking flower tube, Big Z. Like, let's pull it up and talk about it for a minute. We'll talk about it for a while, honestly. But I'll move this up. Move a couple things. We got some sick pieces to talk about today. I'm going to put her here. I'm probably even going to take a hit out of her with some flour or maybe a dab. Probably some flour because I've already smoked some flour out of her this morning because I left. I finished it late last night and I left a little tiny little handle mark on this marble. I just got to polish off. So she's got to go back in the kiln anyway. So I'm going to, you know, clean her and burn all that stuff off. So she'll be like she's never been smoked. But so I get to take a couple hits on it since I got to toss her back in the kiln. I wonder if I left that punny mark on there on purpose so I could smoke it. Hmm. You never know. Um, but yeah, this piece is about almost 13 inches tall, just shy of 13 inches. So it's not like a huge water pipe, but man, did she feel huge when I was working on this thing on the lathe and everything. It like, I learned a lot on this piece. And let me tell you, like when Big Z, um, after we had made the first couple pieces, the whole time he was at my studio, he was smoking um, the prototype to this. It was a clear one. It didn't have a drain on it, though. It was just like the body with like the splash guard or whatever. And he was smoking it the whole time. And then the last day he was here, he was like, hey, man, he's like, would that I'll leave you some extra prep if you want to try and make a flower tube. And I was really excited because I was like, whoa, man, like, you know that I haven't really made many of these. I don't really know what I'm doing. I'm not even sure how to finish one of these. I'll probably fuck it up. And I haven't prototyped the function either. So it might not work good. Are you sure you want me to do that? And he was like, yeah, man. He's like, I have faith. And I'm like, okay. So I went for it. And honestly, guys, I couldn't be happier how it turned out. Obviously, like as I make more of them, there might, there's going to be refinements and stuff like that. But as far as the first go at this with like the drain and everything, this is my first fully lathe made piece too. Every part was made on the lathe. It was assembled on the lathe. It was not assembled on the bench by hand. This is a fully lathe made piece. And I learned so fucking much. It's crazy. Even the perk is full big Z prep. It's um all that space tech and it has like this huge like 30, I think it's a 32 hole gridded shower head in the bottom to a 24 hole um, grid here to another like um, 12 hole grid in the top. So it's like this crazy stacking perk and I'll obviously pull on it. We'll smoke it and stuff like that. So we can really talk about function more, but you know, obviously this piece is really heavily inspired by people like sovereignty. I mean, those guys, I've been inspired by Sovereignty since before I was a glass blower. The honey jar recycler even essentially was like the way it's the, the way it's set up was inspired by like people like Eric Anders and Sovereignty, like those original recyclers that I was seeing. And the honey jar recycler was like my version of that. So this is yet another piece inspired by one of the greats, um, Sovereignty. Um, Symbiotic Glassworks is doing really cool stuff too. And I would say that there's got to be a little inspiration from them in here as well. Um, I'm inspired by my peers, you know. I don't know any of these people. I don't know Symbiotic or um, Sovereignty, but I see their work and I appreciate all the time they put into their craft. And it was nice to take a go at a little water pipe, you know. I really, uh, I really had fun, but man, it was stressful. At one point when I was trying to finish it, I opened the chucks on my lathe too much and my chucks like fell apart. And I remember Vertigo telling me, hey man, be really careful. Don't over open them because it's really hard to get those chucks back in and line them all up right. And then that fell out and it was late at night. I had an anxiety attack and the piece still wasn't done. There's, 
it was just crazy. And this morning when I woke up and, um, you know, I, even I told my wife, I was like, even if I go out there and that piece doesn't function, there's a crack or whatever happens, I fucking made it through it. I did it regardless of money or selling it or it working, whatever. I started it and I finished it. And to me, that's all that matters to me. I can't get too hung up if things aren't perfect right away. This one turned out great. I'm just talking my mindset this morning before I opened the kiln, before I looked at the piece, before I got my hopes up that it was great and I can't wait to show it off. I had like a little like in bed talking to myself like, hey, if it's not good, if it doesn't function right, if there's a crack, don't let it ruin your day. You finished it. You spent five days on this fucking thing. And you learned a ton. You used your new lathes that you worked so hard to buy that I spent like year waiting to get these machines. And I haven't used them for like five, six months since I got them. And now it's the last month I've really been trying to practice on them. So this is like, there was all these things I was trying to remind myself just in case the piece didn't work out that, hey, you did a good job still. Yeah, I think that's one thing we just don't do enough probably for ourselves is to remind ourselves good job. I think that's a natural thing for an artist or someone that creates though, is that you don't want to tell yourself good job. You get nervous that if you tell yourself good job enough, that progression might slow down, you know, because if you're telling yourself good job all the time, then you think you don't need to do much more and you start giving yourself excuses to not work that extra two hours, to not try that extra hard thing and not just do it to make that money, but do it to prove to yourself you're capable. So these are like, Things I try to remind myself because I feel like if I don't, I might lose, you know, myself or my creativity or my drive. You want to be comfortable, but you can't get too comfortable, right? I don't know. But I love how this piece came out. Let's uh, do a couple dry pulls on it. We'll take a hit on it and stuff. Make sure our angles are looking good. Let's go this way. Let's go this way where there's the camera can see that little funnel and all that stuff. Move this just a little bit here so I can get over it. Again, thank you all for hanging out and coming to chill with me today. I love doing these podcasts. They're super fun for me. I hope you guys enjoy them too. Oh, she's a shredder. This thing's this thing stacks like so well through here. Like the way the double diffuse perk. I mean, this isn't a double diffuse is like triple, but that style diffuser I do where I make that disc and don't weld it to the wall. So it kind of creates that like water membrane and, and it uses like the mechanics of adhesion and cohesion to actually help the water stack without you using more energy to make it stack. So you really feel it in this piece. And then it hits through this little condensed thing right here that like has a grid on this side and just pumps all and like sprays the water out. So it goes down this like waterfall into like this mini funnel. And I was really nervous about this little funnel. I was like, man, like I usually have a funnel into another funnel. So it creates like all that energy. This is going to be like an overflow, kind of just like a light waterfall thing. Will it be enough to make it spin? And she definitely spins. Um, and honestly, the more you smoke it, the more you'll see that bubble tornado and it'll just be more present. But we're going to take some flower hits out of this while pulling it one more time. Little shredder. All right, let me get some flour ready for this thing. Hmm, oh, it's right here. I'm like, where the fuck did I put all my stuff? It's on the raw tray. 
I still got to make a dry ash catcher for this and I got to make a fancy like gridded out slide. So it like has nice airflow, but, um, you know, we had to bring her on the episode today and smoke her and show her off because she has to go back in the kiln anyways. So whoever gets it, it'll be like, it's never been smoked. I really wanted to keep it because it's like my first laid made piece. But, um, when I put that idea by my wife this morning, she looked at me and said, you spent five days on that piece. And it's not just your work on there. You need to sell it. And I said, yes, ma'am. Because she's right. It's uh, one of the things that motivates me, though, and keeps me like on days where I feel overwhelmed. It reminds me that I still really love what I'm doing. And I love glass. And I love my own work, too. Is that there's pieces I wish I could keep. Because they're just so cool. But I know I could, I'm, I'll make more in the future and stuff. But... As much as you guys see me do the big RBR drops and stuff like that, it's not mass production. Yeah, I've done some huge drops, but I work really hard for those huge drops. Those aren't just like, oh, you want 100? There's a box of 100 for you. It's like, that's like, no, first someone orders that, then I have an anxiety attack. And I'm like, and then I start thinking about making all these pieces. And then I'm like, oh God, this sounds like hell. And then I'm like, whoa, you're being a baby. Think about, you know how great it is you can support your family and if your wife needs something you can handle it and then i feel like a man so this is the natural progression of my thought process when i get a big order but that's why we're here guys i'm just fucking talking to you telling you about what i'm dealing with i appreciate you guys that listen hang out with me let's smoke some banana cake this strain's really fire it's the first time i ever having this has that really nice banana og flavor but it's definitely got some of that like doughy like creamy kind of cake to it as well it's a great banana cross i'm not sure who does it but a cut above had some banana cake and i had to scoop some that's enough for a bowl bongs get me way too stoned and um i'm really bad at smoking them this morning i had an excuse while i was taking smaller hits i was like oh i don't want to get too high before the podcast but now i'm on the podcast i don't know what i'm gonna i gotta find what my next excuse is gonna be Figure out what I'm gonna tell you guys. Why well, I'm trying not doing a good job at smoking the bomb. Honestly, I'm not one of those people that takes like huge snaps though. I'm the type of person that packs like a big party bowl and everyone takes a little pizza slice burn and we just enjoy the bowl together. But I tell you what, I love watching the videos that people make with those like where they just take the whole thing and just like rip it through and there's like smoke and milk. I love those are honestly I like those videos even more than dab videos. I love when people are taking like snaps of flour and stuff. And that's like one of the things that kind of like motivates me too. Does like, I really want to get like a flower line out there so I can like see people ripping my function like that, you know, cause I'm not fucking qualified. So I need to find someone that can do it. And I need a product that's available, you know? Mm, that coffee. Some of that Bulletproof, the original blend, and then a little bit of half and half, a little bit of Colorado honey. I mean, you can't go wrong. I haven't put sweetener in my coffee like that in like years. And then like my wife, like we've been using monk fruit, which is like a sweetener, but it's like zero calorie and stuff. It's a little different. I don't always use it, but sometimes I would. But we just started using honey again recently because my wife like saw this guy on the side of the road selling honey and it was like raw Colorado honey. But when she brought it home, the honey looked really golden and really refined and it was just in like a mason jar. So I was like, are you sure you didn't just go to Walmart and buy some gallons of cheap honey and fill mason jars and then set up a stand and sell it for more money to you? Who knows? Either way, 
either way, my coffee tastes great. And I'm sure he was a great guy. She hasn't seen him since because we need more. Okay. So <laughs> I don't even know what we're doing, Mark. I don't know what we're doing here, but this is fun. This is all right. Let's take a hit on this thing. Let me make sure my angles are looking right. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Let's see how I do guys. I might throw up. It's okay though. Don't judge. My bowl's a little clogged. I guess I did do a good job cleaning all the little slits in it. Wow. I'm gonna take more, but this thing is so smooth. And it's because I feel like <coughs> it's following the recycler mechanics as far as all the water is being pumped up. It goes to that little condensed thing drains it and then smoke's just being delivered right here through the mouthpiece it's like keeping that smoke diffused and going through water all the way to the mouthpiece lots of diffusion super smooth man the colors on this thing too are really special it's a blue dream moonstone fade and this is a big heavy piece of glass there's a lot of color in this thing i love the way that blue dream and moonstone fade together though because it's like the blue dream just makes the moonstone look more rich and blue um they just they just blend so well together and they complement each other so much. Man, it was this piece was so challenging. It took me so long because I was so new to all these steps. I haven't done things like this before. And even though it took me four or five days to complete this, I told my wife, I was like, we can't price this thing based on how long it took me. I was like, because someone that was skilled on the lathe that knows how to make a tube probably could make this, you know, in a day. Um but because I'm so, you know, new to working on that machine and like I have a lot to learn, this whole process of building something from scratch, like kind of freestyling it, just doing it, took me four or five days. And um, so I was like, we, if we were to sell this, like it has to be priced based on like what we think is actually like in it and the value of it, not just like, oh, it took me five days. I need to be paid for five days. It's like, no, well, that's because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. So you're not going to get paid more because you don't know what you're doing. Um, you get paid, you know, accordingly. At least that's what I tell myself. It might sound crazy. It might sound like I'm an employee to myself and I'm telling myself, hey, you ain't getting a raise until you fucking you get paid accordingly. But the facts are is like I don't want to make people pay for progression in a certain respect. Obviously, when I was beginning Glassblower, people were paying for my progression just as they are now. But there's a balance to it. I don't want to just charge more for something because it took me longer because my skill wasn't there yet. You know, piece came out beautiful. I'm not saying the piece didn't come out clean and great and all that stuff. It came out like that because I spent so much time. If I were to rush it and just try to crank it out in a day, it wouldn't have come out good at all. So I had to take my time because there's a lot to learn. I'm going to take another hit on this, but then we're going to talk about this next big Z piece. It's a really cool one that um, people were really psyched about. <clears throat> Smooth. I keep getting nervous I'm going to throw up because as I get closer to the bob of the bowl you know you get that real burnt stuff and I wouldn't actually projectile vomit or anything I'm just saying like I'll get that little <coughs> you know a little gag <coughs> yeah mm. man this piece 
it's so wild for me to like be like have like a bong that I made. I know I've had my my clear prototypes that I showed a few episodes ago, but something like this, like with that like nice beaker and everything, or at least nice for me, like I don't know. It's kind of like I look back to my younger self when I was first going into shops and stuff, and like this is what I was looking at, you know, it's tubes. So to be making them is just so so cool. It's like I feel like I finally have gotten to the point where I'm like, okay, like I'm a now I'm like feeling like a glass blower. Now it's like because it's like weird. Like when I first started blowing glass, all the stuff I was making, I wasn't making tubes. I didn't, you know, that's not what I didn't have the tools to do it. I didn't have the skill, the knowledge. So I was making other stuff. And then oil rigs got big and I started making, you know, smoking a lot of oil, making oil rigs, making recyclers. And, you know, the tubes just weren't what was popular. But now it's like I'm at a point where it's like I feel like I don't really need to just make what's popular. I can also make something that I like just feel like making too, even if it doesn't sell because just cause I want to, I don't know. That's, that's one of the things with glass that always kept me coming back for more is just being able to think of something and go and try and make it. And for the last few years, I've just been very, very buried in my wholesale work and just, you know, filling orders and stuff. And I was making what other people had me booked to make, which I love making all the things I make. I'm not saying that I'm unhappy making what I make. I'm just saying that the variety and switching it up now and again is healthy for your like your mindset. It's healthy for your mental health. You know, being able to try and pursue and do different things helps you reset, you know, helps you maybe remind yourself of why you started doing something or, you know, it shows you something new you've never done before, which helps improve something you've been working on that you just haven't quite figured out yet. So it's good to switch it up and do different things. I know it sounds funny coming from the guy that does these giant drops of RBRs, but you know, it's good to switch it up a bit. We haven't smoked any hash today. This is fun, but we will. We got laser cat. Let's pull up this other big Z piece real quick. And talk about it. Oh, she's heavy. She's a big girl. All right, let me get this in a kind of up front here in the light a little bit so you guys can see it just a little bit better. And I'll start, I'll spin it for you and stuff. So this one's really special right here. This was like the main piece for the collabs right here. Um, it was one of those pieces I kind of like had drawn up for a while as far as the how the drain was set up, but I didn't have a pe like a project to put it into. And then when Big Z was here, I saw him make this huge thing he calls a master key. And it's right here on the back of this piece. Let me just turn it for you. So this big piece right here, that's what he calls the master key. And he doesn't make a lot of those. And I saw him making it. And I thought he was maybe just making a pendant for something else because he was kind of done with his part of the collab. And I was like, all right, cool. And like I thought he was just trying to stay busy. But then he ended up making this, this master key and be like, I'm not sure, like, if there's a piece or if this is going to work, um, but you can try and put this into it. And then I showed him where I wanted to put it. And he's like, Oh, it's going to be too big to put right there. And I was like, no, I really think that I can build the piece. So it fits. So I literally built this whole RBR around that attachment. I, everything was measured to it. I, the proportions were all built for that attachment right there. And then also too, we got the space keys on the side where big Z put the bear paw opals in them, which is just, for me, it's really cool to see the bear paws and the space keys, you know, as a spectator, as a glass, like someone that loves glass art, not just someone who makes it. 
it's seeing just seeing anything my work with big z or stuff with his work is just still surreal and then this one also too has the the whole perk all the way down through the, the doer and everything is all space tech big z prep so in person it's hard to see on camera and stuff because this is like a like semi-transparent cloudy custom color pole we made or uh, actually my, my guy Cormac blew out and pulled down. Um, but in person you can see it and the perk is like all space tech and stuff all the way down through. Um, and you can really see the fade <clears throat> on this thing from the side. So the fade, it fades from Moonstone to Portland Green to Moonstone. So it's a Moonstone Portland Green fade. It almost creates like a plant Phibian like color, but more emerald and more transparent. But because it's a fade, one end has actually got that like heavy moonstone. It's got that like nice white and stuff, so you can really see that um, the fade. So this piece also too, kind of nerdy to even talk about fanboying a little bit here. But this piece got me a mothership follow, which was really cool. They uh they liked this photo and this video of this piece, and then followed me right after. And I was like, whoa, that's dope. Because before I was even a glass blower, I've been inspired by Mothership's designs and Scott Depe and Jake C. I'm probably saying people's names wrong, but what are you going to do? I'm from upstate New York. Ask me to say complimentary, elementary. I'll say everything wrong. But I really, really was stoked when I got that follow just because I'm like, dope. These guys like saw my work, you know, like it's like when you see people that you look up to that even if that like doesn't really mean anything, even if it was just like Bob that runs the social media and he accidentally liked it like whatever it is it felt good to me so and i don't need to pursue it any farther i don't need to dm them and be like thanks for the like and follow because they'll be like oh that was an accident our bad unfollow so you know i don't even care whatever the scenario was i'm just stoked i got it this piece you know caught some people's eyes and i feel like it has really good flow and like big z was calling it like the horn flow or the flow of the piece like i think the flow of this piece really came out nice really proud of it first time ever doing bands of color like this in between there's a lot of firsts on here for me i'm learning so much every day i have so many people that support me and i feel like sometimes you don't realize like how i'm still just a baby in the glass game i'm just learning i'm practicing i'm figuring stuff out you guys are here watching the whole journey supporting and just you're experiencing it with me because i show as much of it as i possibly can remember to post and that's usually what it is. If I, if I didn't post something, it's just because I forgot to. Or if I didn't show something I was doing, it wasn't because I didn't want to. It's because I was just forgot or got distracted or whatever. This piece weighs almost three pounds without water in it. I'll give you an example of how thick and heavy this girl is. She's big. Um, and this tube right here is about the same weight. A little, little heavier. This one's probably right at about four pounds. Or actually right about three pounds, I mean. But yeah, a lot of work in these. These were stressful ones because they're so big, so complicated, so many welds. And when you're working on a piece for more than a few days, it's stressful because like when you're on day three or day four and you're like, if something breaks right now, I'm literally going to lose three or four days of my life. I'll have no proof that I existed or was anywhere because the thing I made is evaporated. Um, because like I've said before on other podcasts, I look at glass and the things I make like physical representations of my time. These are artifacts that represent where I was and what I chose to do with my time. Because our time is so limited on this planet, it all can be, you know, <clears throat> recorded and calculated how much time we're doing each thing. Like how much percentage of your life did you do this? These are all little chunks of my life experience. And I make physical objects to share with people so they can own parts of my life experience and what I chose to do. 
You can say that about anything. Literally anything. You could literally be a septic guy and be like, see that clean septic tank? That's that's what I chose to do with my time. That's a physical representation of my time right there. That clean septic tank. So it doesn't matter. But I like to be philosophical about stuff. It helps me feel like I'm doing something good or important. You got to trick yourself in this life to get through certain days, folks. It's what it is. I still can't stop looking at this tube. I'm This one's sitting right here and I'm just spinning this tube around because I'm just, I can't believe it happened. I'm just looking at a fucking flower tube. It looks pretty cool. Like, I'm like, whoa, I made that. That's sick. It's so fun. Being a glassblower is challenging, but it's so rewarding sometimes. And I think that's what most glassblowers, even if they're hitting little ruts where they're breaking stuff day after day after day, they have those moments of victory when they make something, when they surprise themselves or they're proud of themselves and they feel good. And that little bit of, you know, self-love is addictive. <clears throat> And I think a lot of us glassblowers, we get a little addicted to that. And that's what keeps us going. That's what you see, guys. I've been doing it for 20 years, even though there's been so many ups and downs. It can't stop because it's just those little victories you get in between all those losses, you know, because there's going to be sometimes a lot more losses than there are victories. But that makes those victories that much more sweet. Man. Okay, let's take a dab. I don't even know where we're at. Where are we at right now? Time. Oh, sweet. We've been crushing. Yeah, we're crushing. We're doing things. Let's take some dabs and keep chatting. We've just been smoking weed today. <coughs> but yeah, we will have some more Sunday sales coming up before we start doing our big wholesale drops again. Because I do have some more shit I need to get caught up on in my life and stuff. And this year, I told, I promised my wife and I promised myself that this year, during the holidays, like November, December, I would be in a better headspace. Usually I'm very work oriented and focused and driven so much to the point where, you know, it could be Christmas Eve. And once the, my wife and the baby go to sleep, I'm out in the studio and I'll work, you know, and then Christmas morning happens. We open gifts and baby goes and takes a nap. I go get to work this year. I don't want to feel like that this year. I want to be like, Hey, let's just take today off and sit in pajamas on Christmas and fucking just eat pie and let's play some video games or something. I don't want to feel those pressures but we don't always have control over those you know things that we go through or feel but i feel like this year it's my choice i feel like it's a lot of it's been my choice in the end i choose to be that busy i choose to bury myself in work sometimes i feel selfish with how much i work i'm trying to figure it out like now um as soon as my kiddo that's a little bit dirty we gotta clean that now a little bit as soon as my kiddo gets home from her like early schooling thing she does, like I hang out with her till she goes to bed now. Um, and I've been doing that the last month and I like it way more. It's been the first couple weeks, even honestly, it, it's still a little bit hard, but the first couple weeks were really tough for me to not work like that not be like, cause I would, she would get home and I would just keep working usually. And just like, Hey honey. And then she like will visit me in the studio and stuff. And I just can't be like that. It's not fair to anyone. It's not, it's just not fair to the fam. It'd be one thing if I was like a single dude that's just driven and stuff. But like I have people that, you know, I'm responsible to give them my time. and I'm responsible to take care of them and just be there for them. It's weird. It's weird just growing up and starting to try and manage your time better. You know, I'm sure you, that all of us deal with that, like trying to find time management. It's like, 
How do you be a good partner for your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend? How do you be a good parent? How can you be successful? And how can you also have your own thing you can be proud of? It's one thing my wife, sometimes she deals with like stresses of just being like, like Evan, you have your thing. Like people like your work and you have your thing you do every day that you can be proud of that's your identity. She's like, I don't have my thing. She's like, I'm like, I'm like customer service at Bear Mountain Studios. She's like, I want something I can be proud of. And that's why I always try to remind her like, hey, like be proud of your company. Like be proud of, you know, be proud of your kiddo, be proud of all these things. But, you know, that's not enough either. You know, everyone needs their thing too. And she has her thing. She's like, she does like aerial arts. She's there right now doing like silk and hoop up in the air. She does circus shit and gymnastics stuff. But um, I think this year, Everyone's just feeling a little stir crazy with the whole pandy and stuff. There's my, there she is. But yeah, we all need our own thing. And I'm lucky I have my thing. If I didn't have glass blowing, I wouldn't be a healthy person. There's no way. Oh my God, if I didn't have glass blowing, I bet you that I would just be like asking my dad for 20 bucks to go to the mall or something. I'm not even sure what I'd be doing. There's nothing wrong with that either. Be a kid as long as you can. Don't watch this if you're a kid, though. This is an adult content show. <laughs> All right, sweet. We're waiting for this to cool down. Uh, we got some GMO from Laser Cat today. Um, we're, we're like we were always smoking GMO and stuff, but really, I had all these other flavors, but I smoked them all before this episode. So, what are you gonna do? I have a little bit of this uh, papaya cake left, and we'll actually probably take a dab of this too after. That's really good. <clears throat> Getting extra stony today because today is Lobster Day. Every Thursday. There's a lobster food truck by our place and they do these really good like lobster rolls with just like a bunch of steamed lobster and then butter and lemon on it. It's just fire. So we get that and then we get boba tea. So I like to get extra stoned on Thursdays. Also too, I need to go look at a new couch today because ours has disintegrated. I don't even want to buy a new couch. I told my wife, I'm like, our kid is two years old. Just let, just let everything disintegrate around us. And then like when she's out of here, we'll buy new everything. But our couch is eight years old and it's actually held together by drywall screws because my dog is a big German guy and he's broken the shit out of it over the years. Every cushion has been flipped as many times as you can to cover up the holes. But at this point, there's more holes than cushion. But I'm not complaining. I told my wife, I was like, we sit on the couch, what, for 20 minutes a day? Like, we can deal with it. We're mostly working. Like, this will motivate us to, motivate us to work more. Because, we'll like, we won't want to go sit on a couch. I was like, if we get a new couch, we're going to want to sit on it more. And then we won't work as hard. And she hates my logic. I do, too. Kind of sounds like, I don't know. It sounds ridiculous and over the top. It's the only way that I know that I'm going to find a way to succeed, though, is if I'm ridiculous and over the top with everything I do. Because... <clears throat> I don't know, obviously with integrity too. I don't want to make a clown of myself, even though I frequently do online. Not purposely, of course. It's just what it is. Oh, geez, I missed this by a mile. That's all right. Oh, yeah, that's a nice sound. I mean, low temp, but fuck, so worth it. Mm, GMO, like straight cat piss. Mm, so good. Man, <coughs> nothing like a <coughs> XL double diffused. <coughs> <coughs>
the way they move water. You I mean you can get a crazy heady collab or fully colored piece, but I tell people just try my clear glass. Try my try my more affordable stuff. It really is just like it's all you need. I'm not trying to tell you not to buy my nice shit because I want you to buy that too. But I'm saying that this clear shit is so on point. And if you were to break it, it's not as big of a heartbreak if you break up a fully colored piece. They're just great table pieces too because they're just stable. They got a big foot on them. They don't have like big drains coming out even though they're a recycler. Everything's pretty tight and compact. My dad likes them because he has arthritis so he can really hold them like that. Because I'd actually definitely have some older people that like support the company and follow the podcast and everything too. So I appreciate all of you guys. No matter what age you are, this is this culture, this content, everything we're doing. It's just trying to connect with people. It's for everybody. Man. Okay, let's get into some papaya cake. I wanna fuck. I wanna take a dab on this too, but I've already smoked flour out of it, so it literally would ruin the papaya cake if I took a dab out of it. It wouldn't taste like papaya cake. But maybe we'll do one glob out of that tube to like end the episode. Let's do some GMO because the GMO is so strong, gnarly taste, and it'll just go great with that bong water flavor. Man, I'm missing my parents. They were here for five weeks, and then now they're gone. I'm like, I want to save up some money so I can fly them out for Christmas. That's my goal is to like, Save up some money so I can fucking do that because my kiddo needs to see him. It's wild how important it is for just that, you know, family to be around and that family connection. I feel like my daughter's just like missing it, just having her grandma here. But, you know, all good things must come to an end here and there, but it not forever. We're going to have him back out again soon. Because it's so fun having my dad on here with me. And, like, there's a handful of you guys out there that, like, really appreciate it. I'm going to have fun with those episodes. So thank you for watching that. Because it's it's so wild. You're just watching, like, a, a father and son have a conversation smoking weed. It's, it's weird. Not weird that you guys watch it. It's just, like, weird to think of the concept that that's, like, the type of content that, like, I'm putting out sometimes. It really has nothing to do with glass. It's, like, I'm just sharing stuff because I have my little platform and and I like to talk and I like sharing stuff. I don't know, so I'm just doing it. I wanted to do it years ago. I always talked to people about it. I'm like, someday I'm gonna do this. But in my head, I was like, are you really gonna do it though? Because, you know, sometimes we tell ourselves or we make, you know, goals or we set things and then don't actually do it. But I'm, I'm excited that I'm trying. And I'm excited that I have awesome people out there who are supporting this. And uh, like to come hang out with me. It's fun. Again, we are just waiting for this nail to cool down. And I'm trying my best to kill a minute and 20 seconds before we take this dab. And then <coughs> talk about it. I've been fucking. You guys ever gone through like a little dip where you're just you just wake up angry for days in a row and you just don't know why you're angry. I've been dealing with some shit like that recently. And I've been trying to figure it out. And it's almost like I've been like, I'm like. At this point, I'm trying to like ask myself, I'm like, what, what am I telling myself that's making me angry? Because there's no one near me. No one's being rude to me. I'm just like irritated. And I'm like, you must, I must be telling myself something that's making me mad or something. I don't know. But being conscious of it, I think is the first step to like working through things and figuring it out. 
but I don't like feeling so anxious and frustrated. And I wonder that I wonder if it's just maybe the the whole vibe of fucking 2020. Like, is it just this year? Does everyone feel this way or worse? But I have hash and I get to make pipes for a living. So I have nothing to complain about. Here we go. Papaya cake. Wow. That was overwhelming. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) Oh my God. (coughs) Thirst. Wow. Anything with papaya in it is always such a lip smacker with the terps. Papaya is so potent with the terps. Oh my God. Well, oh my goodness, that was really something. Wow. You guys doing weeds too? That's too hot. We're going to wait. Whoa. I might have even gotten that a little spicy, but that was still really good. I need a turbo meter. That's it. After Big Z was here, I can't go back. He brought his and like every, I was playing. I was like, ooh, I'm going to take this one at like 420, bro. You know, I was having fun with the temps. Now I'm just back to living life on the edge again. Getting wild. We got timers. We got dreams. We dream that it will be perfect temp. Dream. Oh, best temp I found. I really, really liked going in at around like 480 to 470. And then it really starts melting. And probably about 420 is when it starts like milking up a little bit. It's like perfect. I don't know. But you need like the right turp pearl and cap I found. Like if you go too low temp, you need the right cap. You know, it's weird. All the parameters that like change how a dab will affect flavor and all that stuff and melt. <coughs> That's why people love those terp slurp nails. They fucking have so much surface area, especially when you put all the accessories in them. It creates tons of surface area. So you vaporize more of your hit. So you can take a low temp dab, but take a big one and get the whole thing as opposed to where you just throw it in a regular nail low temp and it cools the nail instantly. You know, those terp slurps are where it's at. Those are very, very cool. Anytime I smoke those or sesh those with people, though, I get violently high. Like, uh, like so high that I'm like, like, um, you know, I question if I'm ever going to smoke weed again, you know, and that's where I get. And then, you know, later that night, I smoke weed again. And I'm like, whoa, earlier was crazy. I got really stoned. But those terp slurps give it all to you. You can't run from the fucking terps or the smoke with a terp slurp. It's crazy to see the industry that's building around, you know, I I guess it happens with everything though. You know what I mean? Like anytime like something new kind of comes out, there'll be like all these accessories that builds up the industry again. It's really cool to see because our industry, our industry is so little and you can see how much we all influence each other from like, oh, this person makes this new nail. Now everyone makes this accessory for it. And it creates, you know, economy for all these other glass blowers and it creates all these new collectible things. And, um, I don't know. It's just, this is definitely one of the funnest. It's the funnest industry for me to be in. Obviously everyone has their opinion, but I love, I love being part of it. There's my days where I get overwhelmed though. I still have my days where I get like, you know, mad or jaded towards shit, but we're all human. At the end of the day though, I always feel grateful and love that this is my job. I just think back to 
being a dishwasher. I think back to carrying shingles on roofs, and I'm like, dude, now you wake up, and you get to have a cup of coffee, you smoke some weed, you throw on something fun to listen to, whether it be a podcast or whatever, and you just get some work done. You create art and make things you like. You make fucking water spinners, whatever. Hope that all you guys listening can find that for yourselves too. Because it's not just glass blowing, it's whatever you're doing. Hope you guys can find that too. All right. So we do have a uh, Sunday sale coming up. Uh, I just have to finish up some pieces for people that have paid a while ago. I need to get all caught up on that because I don't want to sell any more glass until I've like gotten everything done and been paid for. You know, we got to get caught up. So. But we will have another Sunday sale, and this one's going to be more on the affordable side. It's There will be like a couple unicorns in there, but it's going to be like a lot of fun micros and stuff. Like We're going to have micro fades and stuff like that, so more affordable, but like really unique colors at the same time. So it'll be like you're kind of getting a unicorn, but it's in that more affordable like regular price range. With an opal and everything on it, though, like the whole deal. Um, I just don't have a set date for it yet. I don't know if it's this Sunday or the following Sunday, but it's sometime in the next like two weeks. Um, what else? Like I said, we'll make announcements when the next big in-store drops are going to be. Uh, everything's a little bit crazy right now, so just trying to get caught up on our end. Hmm, what else? Oh, yeah, don't forget to check out bmsclass.com for all your like mood mats. Like We're going to have a pre-sale coming up for all our tie-dye shirts. We've been posting little teasers on our Instagrams and stuff. You can check out my Instagram at they did it, and I have a teaser on there for some of the tie-dyes we're going to be dropping. There's going to be a variety of colors along with a hoodie. Uh, these are all made in Colorado Springs. We have our friends. They have an awesome tie-dye company. It's, uh, I believe it's Lovely Vibes, and there's some numbers or something, but you'll see them tagged on my posts. And uh, these are all being done by them. And they're like assuring me, they're like, these will not fade. This is like the real deal. And I asked them, I was like, if you tell me that, I'm going to say it on fucking camera. And then if someone hits me up with a faded shirt, they're going to have my me on camera saying, hey, it won't fade. And what are we going to do? And they're like, it's not going to happen. These are the real deal. So we'll see what happens with that. Who knows? Um, but they told me. And I have some. And they seem like they they're like, I mean, the, the quality is amazing. I'm so stoked. The one I really like, it's like this earthy tone one. It's like kind of like Rasta colors, but it's like earthy tones. I don't know. I love it. And that's the one I got for myself. And I also got a hoodie too. And then I have the um, blue and green one as well. I also have one that's like the rainbow in my color, but like, I don't know if like, I don't know if it'll, like a rainbow spiral will look good with my, my, my torso shape. Because when I stand up and, and when I get comfortable and no one's around, I kind of slouch a little bit and then my belly puffs up. So if I have this spiral rainbow on my belly, I'll look like someone I don't want to talk to probably. So I, I want to avoid that. But the other colors look like they'll go great with my shape. So yeah, everyone's going to have a color. This is great content. This is how we're finishing an episode. This is wonderful. Um, yeah, I think one more dab. Let's take a dab out of this tube real quick. We're not done just yet, guys. Let's take one more dab. I just I had to do my little things where I'm like, you know, let anyone know that doesn't know my shit, like check out the website and stuff. But let's take one more dab, like I said, on this tube. I haven't ever dabbed on it, but let's try it out. Definitely gonna taste like a little bit like flowers, but it is what it is. Mm. I mean, I'm so stoked on this thing. I really, it, like for other people, they're like, yeah, it's a bong, bro. Like they're more stoked on the recycler or whatever, but I guess this one's a recycler too, but 
for me, just like being able to make something that like this is what I own. Like all the shit I own in my collection is like tubes. And some bubblers. This thing's so heavy too. So thick. Makes you realize like how like thin some glass is when you feel how heavy certain pieces are and they're smaller. The marbles help too, like big thick marbles make shit heavy. But I definitely could not make this by hand. Someone could. I bet Glass Monkey can make this by hand. <clears throat> that dude's a, a beast hand spun. He's powerful. And he's a homie too. I haven't seen anyone in so long. It was nice having Big Z visit. Big Z was like, dude, this is my summer vacation. They like rented this really nice camper and they like planned this trip to come down and see me. They're like, this is what we're going to do for our summer vacation. We can't do any festivals this year. We can't travel anywhere. And I was like, I, I don't know. I was like, that's so dope. But I was like, Big Z's summer vacations with me. This is sick. Spent a few days here. We sushed it up. Then I think they took the camper over to Garden of the Gods and hung out there for a couple days. So it was fun. Oh boy, but I am behind. But I'll get caught up now because now I'm not collabing. I do have one collab I have to finish. It's not a big Z collab, but I, I don't I think I have more time, so I'm not gonna do it just yet. Um it's a Skoma collab. I think that's how to say his name. I all I do is read texts. I don't talk to people on the phone right now. Or most people don't anyways these days. I like to. But um so I don't know exactly how to say his name perfectly. I could call someone and ask though. I definitely have friends. I have a lifeline. I call like, how do you say this person's name? And they'd be like, okay, then that's how you say it. Maybe we can make that a segment on the podcast. We'll try and figure out how to say certain glassblowers' names. We'll just like we'll we'll like I'll have you guys tag a post, just tag a glassblower you don't know how to say their name, and then we'll call someone and see if they know how to say that name. And then um, maybe the glassblower will participate and let us know if we said it right. Who knows? Because I called this one guy quav for years I'm like yo you guys like quav bro you got those quav club bangers quav recycler later to find out his name's quave and i still don't know it might be like something else he might be like the q silent it's wave or something i don't know are you of do we miss it nope we're good killing time before a dab this is wonderful let's get the last dab of gmo on this thing <sighs> and then we'll say our goodbyes for this week a solo episode but we got stuff in the works for more guests and and whatnot i think we're good okay He makes weird noises. Whoa. <coughs> nope. 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 That water tape. Nope. <coughs> okay, that water, that water tastes like bong water now. And the way I was hitting that, pulling fiercely, trying to spin that pearl. Um drink something because I do not want to get sick. Wonderful. 
slurping in the mic. All right, guys. I'm going to try and not be angry this week. Um, you know, hating is easy. You know, I always say try something a little harder. Challenge yourself. Try to be nice to people. Be tolerant. Even when someone's being shitty to you, just be like, look the other way and be tolerant with them. People are, you know, hurt people hurt people. So try not to hurt each other. And a bunch of other sentimental bullshit and cliche shit. I do mean it, though. I just sometimes I get irritated myself when I try to be sentimental because I do mean it, but irritate myself. This is a great way to end a podcast. Hope you guys have a great day. This was episode 28. What a mess. Thanks, everybody. This is the What's Up, Everybody podcast, and we are still here.